player two. You're awake. It's me, Kitty M, the Org Geek. I'm going to take you through the land of Pod. And this week, it's all about Amazons and defense of Dick, Grayson. Also, I think Netflix should pay me a commission. Come on, player two. Let's roll. Player two, you're back. I'm back. We're both back. This is exciting. How was your time away? Did you miss me? Of course you did. But I'm here now and it turns out that break I took made me more tired than ever. I'm never going to know what well-rested is ever again. But let's get into this because I have places to take you and ignoring sadness to cover with quips and geek political commentary. Speaking of ways I dull my internal pain, Netflix is killing it at the moment. War Machine, the Netflix movie, is amazing. That's the Brad Pitt one that's part parody, part hurting your feelings because it's kind of true. It's all about the army and insurgency and just just watch it, trust me. It's, it's very funny and also it'll make you cry. And Netflix is adding to their stable. Designated Survivors okayed for season two. Geralt from The Witcher series is getting his own Netflix show. And there's going to be a Dark Crystal series. Oh no, they didn't like Netflix at Cannes or something. How terrible. I bet they cry themselves to sleep on a bed full of money. Which I hope is paper money, not coin money. Because I can't believe that would be comfortable. Speaking of Dark Crystal, while you're waiting to get that on Netflix, watch the movie so you can ruin Miss Piggy voice for yourself. Then go out and grab the comics, which are the next instalment of the Dark Crystal storyline. It's some solid art and storytelling, plus for those of us who remember the Dark Crystal movie, some nice references to things that have happened before. Oh, and by the way, Netflix, feel free to thank me for this free publicity by letting me meet the cast of Designated Survivor. I just think Cal Penn and I have a lot in common and could be best friends forever. And then there's Kiefer, but that's just a pipe dream. Speaking of things we thought were pipe dreams, but weren't, so maybe I do have a chance with Kiefer Sutherland, is that Judge Dredd is coming back. Judge Dredd Mega City 1 could be a TV show starring Carl Urban. I hope so. The Dredd movie was good and Carl Urban seems lovely and nice people should have things. Also, I think a Dredd TV series would be awesome. And I deserve good things too, even though I'm a terrible person. But that's not the only new TV news that's out there. Jordan Peele, the man behind Get Out, is embarking on a new series called Lovecraft Country, which is actually a lot harder to say than you think. Apart from the fact he will slay this because he's a man who can make stirring tea feel creepy, it just warms my insides that this will have Lovecraft rolling in his grave. Lovecraft was the creator of Cthulhu. So yeah, he's going to be really upset and rolling in his grave. Or his disembodied brain rolling about in some kind of jar filled with fluids hooked up to a computer. Or he'll have his consciousness screaming from light years away as it embodies an alien form. Whichever form it does take, Lovecraft is going to be so super upset. And that makes me happy. Because as much as I love Lovecraft's storytelling, the dude was a super mega racist. And this will, oh, this will destroy him. (sighs) Gives me so much power. Come on, player two. We've got so many places to go. Let's get out of here. Yes, we're on a beach of an island of Amazons. Oh, your God, don't tell me I never take you anywhere because this is a beach. We're here because Wonder Woman is making her way into cinema soon and she's going to dominate the box office. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a joke, but you'll, you'll understand why it's funny in a minute. So I thought 
it'd be really cool to give you some background about Wonder Woman so that you can go in a little bit more knowledgeable to the movie. But first, I have to start by explaining why women's only viewings or a women's only anything is okay to do, because dude bros be sad. Alamo Drafthouse offered women only viewings to Wonder Woman. Dude bros got upset. Alamo Drafthouse responded with pictures of Furiosa and by putting on more women only screenings of Wonder Woman. It was delicious. I get the derision, I get the mocking of dude bros who are very super upset that a cinema dared to let women go to a screening and there be no bros allowed. Because they know what we use these women-only events to do, which is obviously stand around naked, call the four quarters and summon Slanesh to stab the patriarchy god with sharpened lady bits. But for everyone else who can't understand it, but are pretty sure I was just lying, let me try and unpack this for you. We're told everyone should be treated equally, because we're all equal. A great idea. So when a women's only event comes along, that does seem exclusionary. And yes, if you swap out women for men, then it's sexist. What the fudge? But in theory, there should be no women only events because women are equal to men. In reality, we're all equal. It's just men are more equal. I get it, I can vote now and own land and also I'm not property. And those are wonderful steps forward, but it's not the same as being equal. My body parts are still in the Crime Act in my state here in Australia, and it was only about 30 years ago that marital rape was considered a crime here. Majority of places I go are male spaces. Can you imagine that? Walking around every day being a visitor. And there's so much more, but this is why a women's only viewing of Wonder Woman, no less, is so great. It means we can bond, which doesn't get promoted enough. We can rejoice in what it is to be a lady, any lady. And if you don't get that, maybe you need to know more about who Wonder Woman is. Which is why we're here. Wonder Woman was created to not only appeal to female readers with strong female lead, she was also created to subvert gender and sexual norms as a way of making society less crappy. That's not a theory, that was an actual thing that happened. You may have heard recently that Wonder Woman isn't even straight. This is apparently news to some people when Greg Rucker, who'd been writing Wonder Woman for a while, confirmed it in an interview last year. But it's literally only news to anyone who's only just heard about Wonder Woman. When Rucker says Wonder Woman was bisexual, and that made the news. That's when they found out. Let me explain. The only way for someone to not know Wonder Woman wasn't bi is if they were intentionally ignoring every part of Wonder Woman's creation, putting effort into that thought of ignoring it. Can you imagine how tired they must be all the time? I'll put this really simply. Wonder Woman, Diana, comes from a society where it's all women. Then she comes to our society, where it's women and men. It's not a hard intellectual leap to make that she's bi. In fact, it's not even a leap, it's a logical conclusion. I know there's always someone who's like, but originally, and that's cute, it really is, but originally, Wonder Woman was the specific creation born out of feminist fiction of the time. It's no coincidence that the BDSM vibes, the inability to break free of knots tied by men but not by women, and the fact that she's literally grown up in a matriarchy that has managed to do away with war and where everyone is living a perfect life, is all part of her story. It was meant to be. That's who she is meant to be. Her sexual independence and the non-conformance to sexual and gender roles that our society has, that's a part of it. And none of it is surprising when you know the story behind Dr. William Moulton Marston, the guy credited with creating Wonder Woman. But that's for another time. We're here to talk about Diana 
and she has an interesting story and is a character of spectrum not just sexually but who she is. She's courted controversy since the very beginning when she got in trouble for not wearing enough clothes. Nowadays she gets in trouble for wearing too many clothes. And also, apparently, there's a problem now that her boobs aren't big enough anymore, because I guess Jessica Rabbit is the ideal warrior shape, I guess? I don't know. She started out as a human warrior, but now she might be a demigod. She's fought gods, magicians, men, Nazis. Boy, did she fight Nazis. She has been an instrumental player in the Justice League. And okay, there was that time she was just their secretary, but for the most part, she's shone through as a superhero. She has powers on par with Superman and Aquaman and Batman. Except Batman's only main power is being an angry rich dude, but you know what I mean. She wields weapons forged by gods. And she's not just all about the biff. No, she constantly struggles with the fact she is there to fight, but at her core, she wants peace. Don't kill if you can wound. Don't wound if you can subdue. Don't subdue if you can pacify. And don't raise your hand at all until you've first extended it. That's from the Gail Simone Wonder Woman, and it's an enduring quote, the essence of what Wonder Woman is to many within the comic book community. And Wonder Woman has also been romantically tied, metaphorically, or maybe not, to some of the biggest names in the Justice League. And I'm just telling you that because I think it's cool. At the end of all of this, you might be wondering why I'm telling you about Wonder Woman. Because she's not my favourite superhero. She's not even my favourite female superhero. But she means a lot to others. She means perseverance and strength and kindness. And I always find that those who love Wonder Woman are usually people who've had to put up with a lot more than I have. And if comics and geekery have taught me anything, it's that those of us with power to do something about the attitudes and actions we don't like, even if it's as simple as telling everyone why Wonder Woman is awesome and you should support her, then we should do that thing. Also build giant lasers because we can. I believe that would solve a lot of our problems. My favourite Wonder Woman is, you guessed it, the one from Flashpoint Paradox. And when you see her, you'll be like, of course she's your favourite, you psycho. But if there's anyone to beat her, even Gal Gadot, it's Ray Johnston. She's a cosplayer here in Australia and she's magic. I'm going to link how you can find her in the description. Please send her all the love this Wonder Woman day. We should get out of here. May have tried to steal the sword and some ropes from the Amazons. I'm not their favourite person right now. Also, this is a beach. Let's go somewhere dark. Beach is the worst. I have sand everywhere. How do I have it on my feet? I didn't even take off my shoes. Anyway, I'm glad we're here now, in Arkham Asylum. We're here because it's the opposite of the beach, in that it's unwelcoming and somehow looks worse in the daytime. Just like me. Also, we're going to go deep into the psyche of some of DC's biggest stars, and this seems like the place to do it. You see, there was an article out this week from Book Riot by Jessica Plummer that basically said, straight dudes don't like dick. Grayson. I'm linking this article, and even though I highly disagree with it and I'm about to poke holes in it, I still think it's worth reading, and I'll tell you why you should read it and love its ideas, at least for a bit, but later. Right now, there's a few things you should know about Dick. <laughs> Firstly, that I'm going to be saying his name a lot, as a type of smutty double entendre because I have the maturity of a 13-year-old. Dick Grayson was the first Robin, orphaned under similar circumstances to Batman, except Dick was part of the Flying Graysons, an acrobatics troupe, not the sole inheritor of Oodle's money. And whether the Batman story references Grayson as his ward or as his adopted son, one thing is always true. 
Dick Grayson was the first son of Batman. The first person he is actually attached to and cares about since his parents. Dick Grayson isn't like all those disposable dames. And the feelings are mutual. How mutual and where those feelings have led, well, that's always been a matter of debate at best and derision at worst. See, Dick Grayson isn't a dude bro. He's lithe, often depicted as well-groomed, well-mannered, organised, and not afraid to show emotion. His story, which both mirrors and is shaped by Batman's, leads him to be a very different person to Batman. The Batman is a hulking, brooding, emotionally stunted brawler. Robin is an acrobatic, considerate, and compassionate, skilled fighter. He is the epitome of a self-made man, even with the help of Bruce Wayne's fortune. Yes, he's afforded the best of everything, but he also makes the most of that opportunity. He forms the Teen Titans, he's the leader of Young Justice, and rather than becoming the next Batman, though he does take up the mantle a few times when needed, he instead becomes his own creation of Nightwing. He's confident and comfortable with himself. As Plummer points out in the article, he dates girls who can easily overpower him. Dick Grayson is not a number one on the Kinsey scale. That's super, super straight. We all know that. His sexuality can easily be seen as fluid. His affections for male characters have been heavily hinted at, but never really confirmed. Please, DC, you can do it. Just confirm it. You combine all of this to create a hyper, not masculine dude, and Plummer says this is what makes straight men not like Dick Grayson. The truth is, I don't know any guy who hates Dick. The majority of people I talk to about comics are straight white dudes. They don't hate Dick. And if they do have any ill feelings towards him, it's because he's a goody two-shoes or because everyone thinks his butt is amazing. And I guess they're jealous because his butt is amazing. I mean, him and Deadpool, right? I know, there's probably a group of idiots out there who think comics will be ruined forevers if Nightwing is ever confirmed to be gay or bi or just fluid. And those are the same people who probably get upset when Wonder Woman's boobs aren't big enough or we want to put a chest plate on Red Sonja. So their opinions, while loud, do not count. And I don't think make up the majority of straight dudes who read comics. Plummer is writing about all of this for a very interesting reason. Dick Grayson is about to help commit superhero genocide in a new story called Nightwing, The New Order. And I think she's making an excellent point about this, that it's not great that a Romani character created by Jewish creators is leading a genocide. For me, though, looking at the preview pages, it does remind me of the arc where Iron Man steps up to hunt mutants. And part of me wants to trust DC to have a much more complex spin on this story than it appears. So... I'm trusting you, DC. Plummer asserts that this violent departure from Dick's usual character is for the dude bros, because they're more comfortable with horrible violence than any character who's not a bro, which we can all agree with. The part I don't agree with is the idea that straight men hate all Robins because they feminize things, and that DC toughens them up by making them psychopaths. So dude bros will like them after they're psychopaths. And as Dick is the most feminine, he's going to become a blood-soaked killer so that dude broads like him. And I mean, no. I mean, that that is a possibility. But a simpler explanation is just that Batman is a terrible role model and they're following the narrative. People hate Jason Todd, whether they rang in to have him killed off by Joker or not, and literally that was a thing that DC got people to do. Choose your own adventure with Jason Todd. Does Joker make him a jammy mess on the sidewalk? And I'll give you just one chance to guess how that all turned out. But people didn't like him, because the dude was a little punk who, given the opportunity we all want, which is to hang out with Batman and do cool things, all he could do was give Batman attitude. Damian Wayne? 
he's a sociopath from the get-go, whether nature or nurture, that kid had no chance. Because if you couple those personalities with the fact that the Batmobile probably has more emotional availability than Batman himself, and Alfred's facial expressions range from mildly annoyed to wry smile, you can deduce that none of those kids are getting a hug anytime soon. Batman's idea of together time is to engage in violent vigilantism that is only available to him because he's super rich. He can afford the time and the gadgets to get away with it. And he teaches them that might is right and that the law isn't something you need to follow if you just have the power to not follow it. That is why Robins end up as jam on the pavement after Batman's enemies are done with them. That is why they become human pez dispensers of violence who have no regard for authority and at best are amoral. It's because Batman's a shitty dad. Dick Grayson isn't like his brothers because, I don't know, maybe he's wired differently. Maybe he managed to get through the break in Batman's armour before Bruce Wayne realised it's an attachment to Robin that will always be a risky thing for him. Maybe that's why Bruce is so bad at being a dad to all the others, because he knows how much it's going to hurt if Dick Grayson dies. So he toughens up the subsequent Robins, stays emotionally detached to protect himself, and possibly even them, but then does more damage than he ever intended. Or maybe Dick is just different, because Dick is different. He's never taken his situation for granted. He's comfortable with his emotions and who he is. You know what? I think he loves Bruce Wayne. And has the emotional intelligence to understand that Bruce will just never be able to show him that he cares the way another person would. So I thoroughly don't agree with any of Plummer's conclusions about why straight guys don't like Dick. (laughs) It's never not going to be funny to me. Or her thoughts on Robins. But I still think you should read her article and you should love every word as you do it. Because it's making you think. We get really divisive in Geekery. And I don't think it's bad to take sides or for people to express their opinions, even if those opinions are wrong. Because then how do we work out what's really right to us until we test that theory out, until we put it out there for someone else to pick apart? And this article made me really consider who Dick Grayson is, what he represents as one of the many Robins and what his character says to me about masculinity. Look, If Jessica Plummer hears this and is all, you're still wrong, it's terrible, that's okay. She'll be the one that's wrong, obviously, because it's counter to what I think, but maybe if she heard this, it'll give her something to think about too, and then we can all be thinking about things, which would be a nice departure from what we usually all do. None of this, by the way, is a golden ticket to be the jerk who just wants to play devil's advocate just to try and get people to consider terrible ideas that you have as being maybe not that bad. Do better. We should get out of Arkham, though. Uh, I just found a file not on me. It's not on me. It's not saying if they find me, put me in one of the cells. That's not what it's saying. I'm just saying it's time to go home. And we're back, player two. Uh, I've missed this tavern. I think I'm going to hang around here. But before I go, some honourable mentions this week. Alan Bly passed away. I recommend going and reading up on this great man. He was, as Beardy Hammer puts it, the keeper of modern fluff. If you're a warmonger, a friend, family member, someone who knew Alan Bly, my heart goes out to you. And if not, maybe take the time to learn more about Warhammer and Warhammer 40k. It will serve you well. This is also the week where we lost Roger Moore and found out about Zack Snyder's family tragedy. And all I can tell you is this, player too. Just don't be a jerk. There are loads of people who make things in geekery, and some we like and some we hate. But when it's a tragedy when they've lost someone or they've been lost, 
If you don't like them, just don't say anything. Let that time pass. Be kind, player two. I'm going to stick around here. Until next time.